What's going on, guys, and welcome back to The Lockup, bringing you inside the ring of combat sports. I am your host, Dylan Reynolds, joined by my wonderful co-host, who will more be the main host today uh, due to uh, my illness. How's it going, Josh? Hello. Uh, the Bray Wyatt, the Eater of Worlds, the Fiend, Huskle, what's it, was it? Uh, Husky Harris. Husky Harris, he's back in the WWE, so we're going to discuss everything Bray today from his return, uh, how WWE booked him in the past, and where we see the character going from here. Um, so, um, do you want to start off because you're sick? Because I can go on and on about Bray. Sure. Um, so, I'll kind of start out the conversation. So, in general, Bray looks awesome. Uh, I mean, he looks in great shape. I don't think, I don't think you need bray to have a brock lesnar physique i mean it, it, when you think of bray wyatt you always think of the character work bray wyatt and all his uh iterations have always have great character work and i even like some of the stuff in his in the ring what bray had issues with is the booking aspect um especially when he was the cult leader bray wyatt he never had a significant win um, every time he'd be in a feud, the feud would be great, but then he would lose the feud. I mean, you think about John Cena at WrestleMania 30. Bray should have won that, but John Cena goes over. And he kind of loses all the momentum since then, because then, uh, then he kind of he loses to Roman. Uh, he loses to the old-ass Undertaker, which we thought that Bray should have beat Undertaker and took that mystique power, but that didn't happen. Bray then loses that one. Uh, Hell, when this shirt came out, I am fear when he won the WWE Championship um, in 2018, I believe. Uh, he faced Randy Orton, and that was a great storyline when Randy Orton joined the Wyatt family. That was a beautiful storyline. And then, you know, then they're turned, Randy turned babyface by burning Bray's house, which is kind of a heel thing to do, but whatever. He's a babyface in Vince's eyes. And then that match was not good. And then Bray loses. <laughs> That is, I was just like, wow. So then it, with, with the reemergence of Bray with, as the fiend, oh my God, the firehouse funhouse concept was great. And then, but to me, Vince ruined the fiend with the red light at first, the hell in the cell match with you that you couldn't see shit with the red lights. Um, and then him losing in Saudi against Goldberg really killed the character. And I, I at that point, and people know that, I was done with WWE when they killed the fiend like that. Cause here's a character that people want to see and you have a old timer beat him. So with triple H now being involved now gives me hope because he wants, I feel like him and Bray will work together better than Vince and him. Cause I think Vince has an, his own idea of what wrestling should be and will book it the way he wants it. Not like the most logical or, I just hope that Triple H gives Bray the space to be creative, but yet the short leash, a leash where he doesn't overdo it. Yeah, I I agree because you got to remember one of the reasons he was released back in. What was that? That was June, July, I want to say. Oh, yeah. And there's many, many, many reports of him coming to AEW. There was so many reports. Um. He was supposedly hard to work with. And I mean, I, I kind of like the things you were saying, like 
all of these different iterations and all of these different characters he's tried to do, like, yeah, if the old man who doesn't know shit about anything other than big muscly guy, American white meat baby face beats foreign bad guy heel like Vince was, I would be a little frustrated because you're like, especially with something like The Fiend, there were layers to it. You know, of course, you know, you had the the different uh, puppets in the Firefly Funhouse, not only like representing different aspects of his past, different aspects of his past gimmicks, but also, you know, like Mercy. Uh, Mercy the Buzzard was a play on Malon Mercy, who was this whole big thing that you can look back into. Like there's layers to all of this storytelling and like someone like Bray and, you know, we saw after he left, he supposedly went to go work on some movie stuff. Um, Like that's kind of the world that he wants to be able to bring in this story. He wants to add those little layers, um, which we'll, I'll get into kind of the, the whole white rabbit sort of, code thing and how that was right up the alley of what you should do um both for bray and just in general um like i i was just so happy to see that it was him uh again i pretty much watched the edge and finn match and uh i watched to see if bray would show up um still i i'm really trying people to give wwe back another chance but i i 90 percent of the show still sucks i'm sorry <laughs> sorry it sucks but i mean at least the, like it was a saturday pay-per-view which you love uh, it was only and it was only three hours which you probably also loved so it's like all right so wwe doesn't have everything you liked but i mean like at least they're moving in a, in a direction that gives you hope, and that's why with Bray coming in, um, I would say Bray coming back, I should say, gives you hope that they will do the character justice. Yeah, I mean, I think, so for those who uh, haven't watched, uh, you can go up on WWE's YouTube. They have, like, the, the short two different clips for some reason of, like, the before part and then when Bray was out on the stage kind of weird that they split it up but whatever um go watch that but so end of the pay-per-view fight pit was the the main event um you had matt riddle and daniel daniel cormier uh who was the special guest referee raising riddle's hand at the ramp and then the lights went out and suddenly you see everyone turn on their phones that familiar firefly situation Bray's always had during his entrance with the fans. And you hear this like kind of, I wouldn't really call it ruffled voice, but like a deeper voice that starts doing the, it's got the whole world in his hands thing that again, Bray has used for years. That's been a, a ongoing thing. And suddenly, Light flashes on in the crowd, and you see a person dressed up as, uh, I forget the order, but M- Mercy the Buzzard, Rambling Rabbit, Abby the Witch, uh, what's the other one? There was, 
Was there just three puppets? Well, Husk, the, the hog. Oh, yes. Uh, Hus, Huskus. And then you had, first you had uh, the burned fiend's head show up on commentaries, uh, the commentary desk, and had Michael Cole, oh, what the hell? You know, like all this stuff. Um, which, by the way, just a quick, I know, I'll get right back into it. Michael Cole was fucking awesome during the I Quit match. Michael Cole sounded like fucking JR just going off of and how much he hated Finn and hated Dom and hated Judgment Day and that. Just wanted to point that out. Giving him his flowers. Oh, my God. Putting the heels over. Oh, my God. Who would have thought? It's awesome. It's crazy. Um, And then, like... Josh said, finally you had the fiend, and then you were like, oh, okay, is this it? Is he just gonna go back to being the fiend? Nope. It has like little switches to a vignette in the Firefly Funhouse. It's burned down, run down. The actual puppets are dead, or at least they had blood kind of flowing near them, so to symbolize that they're dead. Uh, and then TV staticky like we've seen with the white rabbit thing and then i'll be completely honest i have no fucking clue what bray said if in the little tv thing all i got was when he started laughing i believe he said i'm i'm home or i'm here makes sense which 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 uh i mean i think the white family was like we're here and then like they'll rush to the ring real quick like I remember, I remember watching Raw in 2015. CM Punk's last Monday Night Raw, by the way, in Dayton, Ohio, and I just seeing the the White family just haul ass just for, for the little dip thing. I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, okay, before we go, let's go back a little bit. The White Rabbit was the worst kept secret. This is like the CM Punk coming to AEW. Which is like we knew he was coming. Which is like as soon as the White Rabbit thing was popping up people were like it's bray it's bray which but the fact that that people were scavenging and doing it shows that they it's something that wwe can do in the future with like secret um returns and stuff like that vignettes and stuff like that that they can use the qr codes and stuff like that i mean uh marvel's been doing it with the marvel shows where there'd be qr codes that show up in episodes you can go in there and it gives you a free comic book so it's like this has been done before um, it's just another way for fans to be interactive into the show. And I think that is a good idea. Anytime you can get the fans or an audience to interact, interact, to react to the product. Sorry, people, I can't talk today, but to react to the product and be a part of it, it's just going to bring more viewership. And Raw has starting to see its ratings rise a little bit. It might, you know, you got to skew it because I'm in my football, but hey, like the audience is excited to come and see this stuff. And the fact that they were doing this on live shows as well, like the White Rabbit stuff started happening on live shows before they started coming to the main show. So they were like, if they use live shows as a way of testing things out before on the main show, I mean, that's what you should do. That's what the whole purpose of a live show is. I mean, uh, before we really dive into the Bray stuff, I mean, the the whole White Rabbit thing, um, I just personally want to say as someone who has a lot of history of these types of things, not only watching the Marvel films and being into the like comic books growing up and kind of knowing, oh, this character is going to show up. Or they're like alluding to this, you know, in video games, you know. 
uh, that's a, a huge thing is kind of leaving these Easter eggs of, you know, like games like God of War, where there's all this mythology, you can throw in some Easter eggs and people will know, oh, and maybe in the next game, Zeus will show up or, you know, whatever. Or, you know, my favorite game, Call of Duty, uh, Call of Duty Zombies, like the, the storyline they had there was bizarre, but it was exciting for someone like me um, to learn about nazi history and research and experiments and all that stuff um this is the type of stuff that you should be doing it worked perfectly for someone like bray and it made sense to use the specific way they did it uh for bray but this is something in my opinion that you should be doing all the time because Yes, the hardcore wrestling market that's going to see these things and then be the first people to figure them out. Yes, we're a small number of the the overall niche number that already exists in pro wrestling. But if you can get your hardcore fans excited and then they start finding these stuff, posting it to forums, posting it to Twitter, well, guess what? Just like this white rabbit thing more and more people start to get involved in it. Now the casuals know about this stuff. This is something that you can use to tell long-term stories, not only just for characters, not only just for factions, not only just for storylines, but like even like the promotion itself. Uh, I know that they have a, uh, they just hired a director who uh, is going to be like the continuity guy. Like, this is something I think WWE has needed for a very long time as someone to kind of have a running continuity of what WWE is because Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Repeat that back to me cuz you just said something that that WWE should have done a long time ago. You're telling me they're going to start paying attention to continuity that fans don't have to go, well, what the fuck? Why did this person turn heel for no reason? No, it wants to be like, well, Vince changed his mind. Well, Vil Vance woke up and he's like, yeah, the finish changed. Like now the fact that there's consequences to these storylines, that these storylines are actually going to get the love and care that they deserve. I mean, finally, I mean, like finally, I, I mean, the the thing that I've always told people, especially people who don't really watch wrestling or maybe watched when they were kids and things like this, I genuinely believe professional wrestling is one of the greatest storytelling mediums there is. It is a live action, stunt show, soap opera, superhero show, like, you have all these different aspects that you can use and, you know, having someone like Bray where you can kind of go in on the horror and that again, just like with something like AEW, you have a buffet of wrestling as far as in ring WWE, you know, the, the whole thing with Vince was we're not in the wrestling business. We're in the movie business. Well, WWE never felt like a movie or a TV show. It was just wrestling that hated wrestling. So it, I mean, like, so I'm gonna give it before you. So you you can make wrestling where it's the marriage of the two, where it's like kind of have like you still get the pro wrestling tropes, themes, and stuff like that, and give it to like a like a movie aesthetic. It's just gonna work because it's gonna bring casuals in and enable for casuals to enjoy pro wrestling on a entertainment level. You know, entertainer. You know, because they're sports entertaining. 
Um, whereas like, or I, I've always said that AEW was more for the niche crowd. That's your pro wrestling where WWE is your casuals. You're trying to get the mass audience as much as they could. And having a movie mentality could bring a mass audience back because you're not treating sometimes like I thought for a while the WWE was treating their audiences. They were dumb, really dumbing the product down, really watering it down. And now with triple H, you know, it has the potential to actually finally progress, grow up, um, mold into this other things. Like you don't have to keep the same style. Like different wrestlers do different things. You can use as an advantage. That's why we liked NXT. NXT had different flavors. I mean, uh, those takeovers. I mean, like the tag team division was amazing. I mean, and then the, the North American ladder match was awesome. I mean, you had different bodies in there. I mean. So Triple H knows how to book a different kind of show. It's like the the future of WWE looks more brighter, not for just a, the niche wrestling fan who's been craving for this for a long time, but also casuals who want another piece of entertainment to watch. Yeah, I mean, just just think about this. You know, already, you know, there's been this thing all uh, for as long as I've watched wrestling where WWE was where it's more story based and then ring of honor or new Japan or now AEW is where you see the wrestling. That's great. Honestly, I think that's perfect because then it's okay. If I want to watch my in ring wrestling stuff, I'll go watch AEW. But if I want to see a story, if I want to see, you know, maybe they do a, because they've really been reiterating on these seasons and season premiere things the last year to two years, I've noticed. And especially like now, they're going hardcore on it. Imagine a season of Raw or WWE in general where you come out of this Bray Wyatt return of, let's make WWE a little bit more horror. Like you use that and you kind of start to bring in some horror movie aspects or things like that. You know, things like the that swamp fight that him and uh, Braun had. In general, I didn't think it was horrible anyways, but like imagine that being expanded. Uh, I mean, there was that one episode during the uh, uh, broken Matt Hardy saga in Impact where they had a full episode at the Hardy compound. And it's like, why not do that? Why not? It'd be, it's fun. Oh, and ultimately, I mean, that's what you should be trying to do is have fun. And and I believe that Bray will bring the fun. It's just, it's going to be different than just like the same, you know, Roman. It's it actually now bring a different flavor to, to the WWE product. Cause it's like, it's been kind of stale for a bit. And now with Bray Wyatt, you know, he, he since he brings a whole different idea and a different feeling to his stuff, that it brings a different um, aesthetic to the product. And especially since there's rumors of the Wyatt Six, like he could be, you know, have a faction. And those characters that we saw in the crowd could be, you know, the other faction. And when they reveal who's, who's the buzzard, who's, uh, you know, it could be, I mean, is it, you know. We can speculate on that because there's always been a rumor that there's going to be this Wyatt Six kind of faction where Wyatt goes back to the cult leader kind of thing, which worked very well with him. And here's the thing, people. Factions work. 
it gets people over, gets people more screen time, and you put them in, especially if like since Bray Wyatt is a good promo, when he really cares about him stuff, there is a while like there was like there was he was kind of the cult leader before he got to the fiend, where his promos really didn't make any sense, and he wasn't really going. I know it just really wasn't going anywhere, and you're just but you, like I still loved him, and I wanted him to do well, and then when they got with you know with the you know woken Matt Hardy. Uh, that was fun. That tag team was great. And then, you know, he got purified in the lake, you know, and he became the fiend afterwards. But, and the fact that you can use Bray Wyatt, like they did with the fiend to have characters change. Like when they interact with Bray, their character fully changes to something else. Like Seth Rollins has been a heel ever since he met the fiend after the fiend feud, Seth Rollins has been the Seth Rollins that you've seen today because of the fiend. And you can use him as a story device, as a way to get wrestlers over, to get wrestlers a different character, really work on their character because Bray Wyatt is the best at it. How to make you believe in a character, really fully commit, turn that shit to 11. I mean, like, yeah, I'm excited to see. And maybe I, Pete, I mean, he's probably going to be on Raw. If I had to pick either Raw or SmackDown, you give him Raw because you can probably give him his own hour. And of that, of that horror you have three hours of television. You could do whatever you want in those three hours. That Raw should be the, you know, you play around with what wrestling is, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, I, I I think, you know, back in the 90s, it was the the hours hour of the cruiserweights on Nitro, uh, you know, kind of recently, yeah, even though it wasn't good, you kind of had that little thing of, Raw After Dark slash Raw Underground or whatever it was called. Why, why not? Just, why not just sit there and say, okay, for the first hour or the second hour or the third hour, whichever one data people can figure that out. Like for an hour, let's have a little bit of fun and let's try something new. So, okay, maybe midway through the second hour suddenly it's you know you're you're having a michael cole or whoever the announcer is being like and we're getting word that something is going on at the the wyatt compound or whatever and then you're there for the next hour you know there's all this story that yes it will connect back to the main show but it's different it's not in an arena it's not surrounded by screens it's not super sterile it's different because that's the whole thing if there's one thing that i want out of triple h being in charge of creative for the wwe is i don't want him to make raw and smackdown in black and gold nxt i don't because i'm gonna be honest i stopped watching black and gold nxt because aw existed because it was doing what Black and gold was doing better. If I want the indie cool kid sort of thing, I got AEW over there. Now show me something different. If you're the the movie place still, really fucking go into it. Start putting it in. Because otherwise, I I just I just don't want just another wrestling show. That's why out of many things, I can't watch Impact. I can't watch New Japan Strong because it's just another wrestling show. I'm good. I don't need an 
I don't need just another wrestling show. I got AW and New Japan, like normal New Japan sometimes. I'm good for wrestling. Give me something that has wrestling in it, but more story, more spectacle, more cinematic, or, you know, change it up. Change what fundamentally a wrestling show looks, feels, is written like. I mean, you guys got these fucking writers, you know. We've heard uh, over the years there's people with goddamn Emmys and shit like that on the writing team. Use that. Yeah, but okay, so, but they would be there, but Vince would take their ideas and wipe his ass with them. Like, they, I, he never, Vince never allowed these writers to create anything because he had the final say and, and he would change the script and write it that day. So it's just like maybe Triple H, maybe, maybe Triple H is better, could better manage the writers and actually create something new. Or, like, okay, okay, well, here's the thing about pro wrestling there's a formula to it. If you're able to, like, get marks surprise it's good it's good i mean uh i mean like the i quit match uh with you know edge and finn i mean the fact that you know they got the judgment day oh like oh they're giving it triple h is taking judgment day which was a shit idea at first that whole faction was horrible but the fact that when since triple h has been in he's put a made it a focal point of the show and has gotten these this group over where finn finn balor got a quality win over edge and it's believable. And it's good storytelling because now he's like now you have a thing with Beth, Beth being involved and Edge feeling guilty about the faction that he created. So it's like it, it adds another level to the storytelling. So when Edge gets that win over, it you know, it means a lot. I mean, just the fact that they have the this specific guy, and I'm I'm trying to find his his name. Uh it's a uh, Rob Fee, and he's like a horror and comic book like writer. Um, I mean, just the fact that a they have someone in a position like that now is great. But like, start using these talents that you have that are part of you know, different uh, genres of TV, movies, entertainment, and bring that stuff in. You know. If you have a guy who's super into horror, okay, bring that guy in and let's kind of see what we can do with that. Or if you have someone who maybe if you uh, want to do like a divas era type thing, if you got some reality TV writers, they'd be probably fucking great at that. Uh, it's, it doesn't always have to just be one thing. Like obviously we're, I'm using the horror thing, uh, as a, a, a quick ease because of Bray. But, you know, in that same vein, why not do the same thing we were talking about earlier with, you know, uh, I know there's someone in WWE doing the a diva character. It's, uh, I can't think of her name right now. But probably, I probably sounds about it's right. It's the most diva-ish thing because Selena Vega is back to being a manager now. You you can have that same idea of like an hour or a block or something like that where it's almost reality TV-esque or horror movie-esque or action movie-esque, you know, like just make the show interesting and different. I mean, 
that this is pretty would be pretty cliche, but imagine back in the day they they always put John Cena as this action movie type superhero. Imagine a block of TV where essentially it's that it's world building. It's yeah, John Cena is like this action hero badass. And show us, because otherwise all I got was he was the doctor of thugonomics, and now he wears camo jorts and salutes and wears dog tags, but he's not in the military. But he acts like he is. Supports our troops. Yeah. Children love him. He's just, he's, he was, uh, he was WWE's Captain America. Absolutely. And I mean, imagine, imagine being able to kind of build that shit. Like Cody. I mean, yeah, Cody, 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 uh, Homelander. Oh, that's a, you don't want Cody to be Homelander, honestly. That guy's psychotic. Uh, I, I mean, to be fair, if if he was still in AEW, that's exactly what he would be, which right, is yeah. what I thought. the That's what I thought the goal was. He's fucking wearing Homelander's gear. What do you mean? And saying that he'll never turn heel was the most heel thing to say. Absolutely. It's perfect. But uh, back to back to Bray, I mean. I I'm a since we've met I've I've told you I was been a, a Bray Mark I mean the guy looks like me it's another it's another heavy set guy like a Kevin Owens that doesn't fit in a mold of a wrestler that just fucking every time he's in the ring or on the mic he just says something amazing so it's just like I'm I mean at one point I did want to be at w, uh, AEW but since he's back at WWE I'm like well that given the most money and well already established and he got a big pop like the pay-per-view was three hours long the biggest pop of the night was the what three minute two minute thing of bray and he just said i'm home didn't even come into the ring just walked out of a door and says i'm here and then people go what you know and then with a new symbol with the fire i think that's a firefly yeah so it's just like all right and that's what i like about bray like even though his gimmick changes he keeps his history the same. It's like, yeah, I'm still Bray Wyatt and I was the fiend, but I'm not like, I'm not like, we're not going to act like it never happened. It did happen. And it would be great. Maybe, maybe down the line, he can revisit the fiend. Like maybe there's a, like a, you know, like Finn does the demon. There may be that match where Bray Wyatt goes back and goes into that mold of the fiend. I mean, that was always something that Jushin Liger used. Uh, uh, it's passing me as far as what it is, but there was like a demon character he used like three times in his entire career. And like, if he brought that out, you're fucking dead. Like, uh, I think before he retired recently, like he brought it out and like, it was just a whole thing of, he ripped off it. The, the normal Jushin Liger mask He's just completely covered in black paint, and he's just like, uh, again, my my big issue with Finn whenever he was doing the Fiend thing was he didn't act differently. When Liger did that, he Finn acted with, Finn with the demon. Finn with the demon. You said the Fiend. Finn with the oh, demon. Oh, yes. My my apologies. Yeah. With, with, with the demon was that he didn't act different. He didn't wrestle different. That last match with uh, with Roman, he did finally, but that also killed the demon. 
Yeah, we haven't seen the demon since you know since the you know top fur buckle just like is kryptonite. That's okay. That's okay. I'm good. I don't need to see it ever again at this point. Um, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. (sighs) Anyways, so kind of to wrap this up, getting into this, so. Wyatt six. This is something that Bray uh, he switched his Twitter handle to this after he got released. Yeah, you know, the the logo that they showed last night is not new. It's something that he showed on Twitter like a while ago. What do we really think this is going to be? Obviously, we don't really have a lot to go off of right now. But I, I see people who are kind of like, okay, it's going to be you know uh, a faction. Um, I think that's perfectly fine and that's works. The one issue I have is a lot of people think maybe it is going to be, it's going to be Bray and then it's going to be the fiend. It's going to be rambling rabbit, mercy, Abby, all this stuff. First off, I don't see except for little things like the, the segment last night, I don't see anyone else playing the fiend other than Bray. Because that's his baby. And I don't want anyone else to play the fiend because Bray just played it so good. Like the the little part when they showed the guy dressed as the fiend, I was waiting for him to start yelling. And like you can kind of see it in the outline of the mouth, like when Bray would do that. And he he didn't. He just looked around. And you're like, ah, that's not the fiend. Like, uh, you know, it, it it's 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 fake Undertaker and and the actual Undertaker or Imposter Kane and real Kane. Okay, so I was just thinking about this while you were going over the faction thing. Is this the sixth iteration of Wyatt? Think of all the characters he has. Does that equal six? Husky, you have a cult leader. You have face of fear. You have the fiend. I feel like there is one more. So this, I'm trying to think, because I, there was one more whenever he was just Bray that I, I I feel like there were three different iterations of Bray Wyatt. This is the sixth iteration. Like that, that that's yeah. possible. That the Wyatt six yeah. actually means. The sixth iteration of mm-hmm. the Wyatt character, unless he's calling, you know, Funhouse Bray and the Fiend as two different people. That could be it. Okay. Because I do remember whenever he first changed it, that that was kind of a thing where people were like, oh, this is because that was always the default thing for me is wherever he shows up, he's this is the, the new version of Bray. And, you know, he, he's not going to be called Bray Wyatt it would be just Wyatt or Wyatt 6 or whatever you want you know something like that that way you could still use Wyatt in whatever company I think default in my brain that's my headcanon of it but I also think it would not be horrible for him to then have a faction called that and you know it can be made up of parts of past gimmicks for other people but it I, like I, I just don't think it's as clear as day as someone's gonna be playing the fiend. Someone's gonna be playing Rambling Rabbit, or or okay. So here's my little speculation of how I probably would write it. 
is that Bray gave these the six he's the sixth the other five incarnations he's giving to other wrestlers like all right you body the spirit of rambling rabbit you body the spirit of mercy the buzzard you're abigail the witch you're the fiend like whoever's going to be embody the fiend which it looks like dreadlocks they could be t-bar or whatever his name's like or like somebody from nxt like all right and he's just developing these characters like he's not the fiend but he's embodying that style that when he's in the ring, it's like his moves are not like, well, I guess he's more aggressive and stuff like that. Kind of, or maybe. I, I think my biggest thing, cause I know like there, there's this guy down in NXT right now called Joe, Joe Gacy, I think his name is. And a lot of people like kind of point to him as Bray Wyatt esque and like, I think there's not an issue with them working together. And obviously veteran working with a new guy would be perfect. But at the same time, like, uh, I I think it would be interesting. Bring back different aspects of the past gimmicks. Ultimately, this is another cult. This is another iteration, not by name, preferably of the Wyatt family. And just do something like different and more sinister, you know, take these different layers because like, you know, I remember when the fiend first debuted and people look back at those old, old promos from Bray and NXT where he essentially was kind of, you could argue was talking about a character that would end up becoming the fiend. And, you know, you have all the talk of Sister Abigail over the years and all these things like that. Like, start to take these little aspects from things and start to realize it. Make it real. But don't don't put some... Please, God, don't put someone in a fucking bunny suit. I swear to God. Please don't put someone in a bunny suit. So we are recording this on Monday. So Monday Night Raw hasn't happened, and I'm I'm, I'm assuming that Bray would show up. Um, I I don't know why you would because it, it almost was a post credit scene because the credit. Yeah. So it's like like you can watch Extreme Rules and just turn it off and not see the Bray reveal. So like all right, it's almost like a Thanos kind of thing. It's like all right, are we gonna wait till Survivor Series to see why it like, or is he gonna show up opening segment? Here, here's Bray, or is it going to be, you know, eleven o'clock, five minutes to go? You know, fucking here we go. There's Bray. Like, what are they going to do? Which is good. Like, this time of conversation will help people. People will now go and view Raw either tonight or catch it on like DVR and catch back on it. So it's good. I, I mean, uh, yeah. Again, I kind of touched on this with like kind of how they use the the white rabbit, the QR code, Easter egg hunt type thing. When you do these things that get people excited, ultimately when you have a weekly show and this company has multiple weekly shows, you got to do something that gets people to show up every week. I know. I know there's the old boomers, these motherfucking, which by the way, the 50 plus crowd showed up for AW dynamite the other week, which blew my fucking mind. Um, we're not all the habit creatures, especially now. Most of us aren't even watching it on TV. Most of us aren't even watching it live anymore. We're watching it the next day or we're watching clips online or having people tell us what happened. 
Yeah. Give me a reason to be excited. Give me a reason to say, ah, yeah, it's it's really cool that we're going to record this podcast tonight, but you know, can we make sure that it's done before Raw? Like, I really want to watch Raw tonight. Or like, if you can get those sort of reactions from your hardcore fans, and then you start building it up more to where you get your casual people too, you're gonna have you know this big spike in 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 viewership, and ultimately. Uh, people think might think that it's just oh well if it's only good for WWE no if there are more people within the niche of professional wrestling more people will then go out and search out other professional wrestling i did it as a kid how many people uh older than me tape traded back in the day if you really love this shit you want to see more of this shit it's a little bit easier now, granted, but yeah, but it's all tides uh, raise some uh, sinking ship. I don't fucking, I'm not good at that. Uh, more viewers for everybody means more viewers for everybody. Pro wrestling doesn't die and a pathetic death and it's not us weirdos talking about it on the internet anymore. It's getting on ESPN and fucking the news and all this shit again, which is badass. I think that's awesome. I uh, agreed. So yeah. tell us people, tell us what you think. Are you happy for Bray? Where do you see Bray Wyatt going? What is your theories about what the Wyatt six is? Leave those comments. Leave your answers in the comment section. We usually try to uh, respond as many as we can. I um, mean, just give us thing, uh, this video a like subscribe, hit the bell. So you're notified. When a new episode comes, because every freaking Wednesday we're in the viewers, we're on YouTube, we're on uh, Spotify, we're on Apple, uh, we're on Apple Podcast, everywhere you get your podcast. This this show is on it, and we're all this show is going global. God damn it, international. We're, We're doing such good shit. I swear to God that that the lock up they're doing such good shit. Let us tell your friends about us. We're doing great. Uh, in general, I just want to say uh, you guys have been great uh, this month already. We are off to such a great start, which, again, uh, you know, we're back to posting YouTube shorts. We're getting the show out there. Uh, I'm very excited for the future of the show. Me and Josh have been talking a lot about season two, um, which will over the next month or so, we'll probably start getting more into kind of the future. But uh, uh, we're just excited for the future of the show. I mean, this is the platform show of Nerfed Media. uh, So it's something we put a lot of time in. Uh, We put a lot of effort in. And I, as the, the owner of the company, like put a lot of my focus into this being the powerhouse this is the thing that needs to go on before or longer than i do so your guys's comments on youtube uh responding uh to the answer on to the question on spotify rating us five stars on spotify apple podcasts uh, amazon podcasts all this stuff it helps us so much sharing our youtube shorts even if you see us in your shorts feed or your tiktok feed or your instagram reels 
maybe maybe even Facebook. I heard they actually go on Facebook sometimes too. And you know what? Share us. If it's okay with the boss man over there, if you leave a five star review, we'll even read it on the show. Absolutely. I think that'll be a thing we'll start doing. We'll read any five star reviews. Just to know that you're a part of the show and then we're thank you for it because this show is, you know, it's still small, but we're growing every steadily and it's because of you, the viewer. So thank you very much, man. Dylan, send these people home. Absolutely. Uh, The last thing I will say before wrapping it up, sending us home, uh, as they say in the ring, is we do have a little project that we're possibly going to be doing uh, next. It'll be next week is when we film it. Probably won't go out until the week after. Uh, So there will be two pieces of major content going out that week, uh, the lockup and this other thing. So, uh, and and that's, uh, it's something we've talked about. Uh, You actually came up with the idea actually. Uh, so we'll talk about it here. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know. Uh, but that's kind of the future because, uh, again, we'll go kind of into the future a little bit more, probably like next month as we're getting close to our break. Um, but we're looking at ways to expand the show and reward you guys through that with more content, more clips, more projects. Uh, that's just in the lockup only, baby. We got more coming for you all together here on the Nerf channel. So let's go. With that said, guys, we want to thank you guys for joining us in the ring of the lockup this week. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate us five stars anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we'll see you in the next one.